1: Welcome to OEM Industry Update, a weekly podcast examining the latest news and technology trends impacting product development teams in the heavy-duty on- and off-highway equipment industries. I'm Sarah Jensen, editor of OEM Off-Highway, and in this week's episode, I'll be speaking with James Fennelly, product manager inertial measurement systems at Asena, about trends and guidance and navigation technologies for autonomous heavy equipment. Let's take a listen now. What are some of the key trends you are currently seeing regarding the use of guidance navigation technologies for autonomous heavy duty off highway equipment?
0: Sure. Thanks, Sarah. So, you know, navigation in, in positioning and off highway applications like ag and construction um, are, are really taking off. Um, but they're a little bit different than what we see in uh, the ADAS and the ADS and passenger and trucking vehicles. Uh, they face different challenges, even though some of the same technology uh, is used to solve these different problems. Um, for example, uh, in automotive, solutions can often take advantage of HD maps and cues that are available, like lane marking, road signs, street signals, and others. In ag and construction, uh, these cues don't exist. There are likely no roads, no signs, no markings, no HD maps. So um, absolute position and repeatability are really needed um, in these applications because they can't rely on, on other cues that might be available in passenger cars and, and, um, and road vehicles. Um, so as part of uh, the solutions that that kind of span both automotive and construction, um, we see the GNSS, that's Global Navigation Satellite Systems, and RTK, which is Real-Time Kinematics, and INS, which is Inertial Navigation. Um, These solutions uh, end up being a key part of navigation in the off-pilot market. And they provide precise, absolute position information. And note that uh, th- this is really just a part of the solution. It's not the whole solution. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. come back to that a little bit later. So historically uh, in, in ag precision navigation has been around for, for a long time already. Uh, John Deere introduced their first Starfire tractor auto steer system uh, in the year 2000. That's nearly 22 years ago. But the trend that we're really seeing is that the adoption is accelerating uh, into many uh, different ag and construction applications. And that's being driven largely by uh, advancements in lowering the cost of the technology uh, from uh, inertial measurement units uh, and um, MEM sensors and really the GNSS RTK chipsets that are now widely available at very reasonable costs. So we, we see this, um, this adoption accelerating in all kind of aspects of, of um, construction and ag uh, applications. And you know, part of it just comes down to uh, the financial justification for adding this technology and automating these processes. And it's usually a quite simple math to, to figure out if it's mm-hmm. um, cost-effective to do it. Uh, it's all about making processes in ag and construction and mining more efficient, and more predictable. Uh, and in particular, farmers operating on thin margins are always trying to improve efficiency and yield. And the ROI of adding this technology, um, decision navigation is calculated as the savings and increased revenue divided by the cost of the solution. Um, and since the cost of the solution has, has come down uh, significantly, uh, it just makes more business sense to, to, uh, to add these things. And the savings and the increased revenue really come from you know, maximizing seed yield, minimizing fertilizer waste, both uh, over and under fertilization, improving weed killing operations uh, to increase crop yield. A couple of examples of products on the market now are seed and spray from John Deere. And there's a, a mechanical weeding system from Stout AG, uh, Stout AG, um, maximizing harvest from usable land, um, minimizing crop, crop destruction from tractors and implements. So, you know, repeatability of, of the auto steer systems is key, so that the, the tractors run in the same same wheel path they made before, instead of actually destroying um, some usable uh, crops. uh, Improving the irrigation process, reducing labor costs, uh, machine utilization, tractor auto steer examples are the John Deere Starfire 6000 system, New Holland IntelliSteer, Yanmar's auto tractor and robot tractor, and then um, we're also seeing the adoption of, of perception sensors into these markets too to help with the navigation and automation process. Uh, at, at CES this year, um, John Deere announced their autonomous tractor, which uses six stereo cameras in addition to the, the Starfire. Mm-hmm. And these machines can run nearly 24 hours a day for right. farmers to do other activities.
1: And so are there, um, what are, maybe if you could go into some of the technologies that Asina provides that helps with um, providing the guidance and navigation and maybe what are, are there certain features that customers are looking for when they utilize your guys' products and are building their, or developing their autonomous systems? Sure,
0: sure. So, um, so Acena- well, let me back up a little bit. So, so one of the other trends is, that we're seeing is more and more automation is is being adopted. Is um, safety is becoming a primary focus of development groups at the OEMs. Okay. Uh, in automotive, and uh, there's a there's a primary standard for ADAS systems uh, and autonomous driving systems uh, called ISO 26262 and the ASIL ratings um, underneath that ISO 26262. So ASIL stands for uh, Automotive Safety Integrity Level. Okay. In machine safety, there's an analogous safety standard called ISO 13849. Mm-hmm. Now, in the past, um, OEMs have addressed the ISO 13849 requirements at the system level. But a trend we're seeing now is um, that the OEMs are trying to push the ISO 13849 down to the subsystem suppliers to make it easier for them to achieve their ISO 13849 standards. So, <clears throat> it, Acena offers both products that are ISO 26262. Uh, for automotive applications. And this past year in 2021, we introduced our first ISO 13849 certified uh, product and that's uh, called the MTLT-335D. Um, <clears throat> it's a dynamic tilt sensor in IMU uh, that's currently being deployed on excavators and uh, many other ag and construction equipment around the world. Mm. Um, so Ascena has has products that address kind of a whole range of applications in in the OEM and off highway markets. Um, the Mtilt three three five D, which I just referenced, uh, we also have a product that's called the INS four hundred one, which is a complete GNSS RTK INS system. You know, It's a complete turnkey system uh, with all the power conditioning needed to operate in uh, (coughs) autonomous uh, heavy equipment markets. Uh, Mm -hmm. Also, it addresses uh, the automotive marketplace as well. So we have um, GNSS, RTK, INS systems. We have inertial measurement units. We have Uh, dynamic tilt sensors, which output uh, attitude um, very precisely in dynamic situations. That's kind of the three. uh, We also have um, module level solutions for the GNSS slash INS. So um, depending upon the sophistication level of the OEM, you know, if they want to to buy a module and incorporate it into their, their board, or they want to buy an IMU and connect it with somebody else's uh, GNSS, or they want to buy a complete module that as uh, a turnkey solution, we can address kind of all those those levels. Uh, in particular, in in um, the construction market, uh, we've been very successful in the 3D, in the machine guidance space for excavators. Um, and excavators are a bit unique uh, in their aspect of movement um, mm. as compared to other other type vehicles, especially passenger vehicles, things like that. Usually an excavator will sit in one place and dig, uh, rotate, dump, rotate, dig, rotate, dump rotate. You know. <laughs> yeah, uh, But that ad- adds some some really complex challenges to the navigation solution. Uh, in GNSS systems, linear motion <coughs> is used normally to determine the heading. Um, without linear motion, a single antenna GNSS system has a difficult time, if not impossible time, determining, determining the heading. Um, so for this reason, excavators, we usually want to use a, uh, a dual antenna system. Mm. So they can, if you know the precise location of each of the antennas, if they're separated by a meter or two, the system can really easily accurate, accurately calculate the, the heading. Additionally, the, the, um, the excavators' um, motion profile, you know, sit, sitting in place and rotating, Mm-hmm. Uh, makes it more difficult for attitude sensors um, because attitude sensors usually adjust the, their gain uh, based on linear acceleration detection, but where the, the units are just rotating in place, um, they can't. So in that that product that I mentioned earlier, the MTL, MTLT-335D, we actually added a, an excavator mode um, mm-hmm. that works uh, works with the motion profiles of the excavator to adjust the gain of the EKF and provide better, more accurate attitude results. Um, so, in, in, in precision excavation, you know, really, you want to know the absolute position of the excavator. Then you want to know the absolute heading, and you want to know the angles of the boom, the, the stick. Um, and the bucket links okay. uh, so you can very accurately know the, the location of the bucket teeth where it's gonna dig. And so you, by using, in, instrumenting these uh, these excavators with dynamic tilt sensors in uh, IMUs on the boomstick bucket and body and adding a, uh, a GNSS uh, RTK dual antenna system,
1: you can really automate
0: that whole process. It's it's mm-hmm. not it's not completely automated today. There are still operators um, there. Right. But it, it, it's coming soon. You
1: know,
0: yeah. pretty soon <laughs> these excavators are just gonna be, you know, give them a site plan, upload the site plan and, and let them go to work and then just refuel them. Um they need to be refueled.
1: Right. Is there a certain technology that will, is needed yet to enable that shift to that f- sort of full automation? Or or is all the technology available that's still just kind of, there's just some other aspect that needs to be determined yet?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think all the technology is available and it's it's come down to the cost point um, where it it's it's really feasible and, and uh, doable in these markets, and mm-hmm. I know companies, uh, you know, large excavation companies are working on this now. So it's really mm-hmm. just the time. It's just the time needed to get it to work properly, make sure it's safe. It's not going to hurt anybody, right? And uh, and you know, really do a lot of testing um, in the field to, to guarantee that before they're deployed widely. But but this stuff is all being worked on now mm-hmm. uh, at at the OEMs. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Okay. All right. Um, You were mentioning before um, the company's newly released INS 401 inertial navigation system. Can you maybe go into that technology a little bit, kind of um, how its development came about, what benefits it offers, and how it will aid with um, autonomous system development?
0: Sure. So the the INS 401, how it came about, is, is really was driven by the automotive market. Okay, um, and we are we have done um, you know research to select the, what we think is the best GNSS RTK chipsets uh, that are available, and we've incorporated that with our our decades of experience doing inertial navigation systems. So we have very advanced algorithms um, that combine the GNSS. the RTK positioning engine with inertial measurement units to to fill in the gaps between um, GNSS updates. So GNSS usually update once a second, so once a second you know your precise location. Um, With uh, adding the, what we've added is a triple redundant inertial measurement unit and our inertial navigation algorithm to uh, to actually output position, velocity, time, attitude, data at a 100 Hertz rate. So every 10 milliseconds you get an update. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> and that's really needed for you know, understanding exactly where you are and how you're moving in not only excavators, but in tractor autosteer systems and you know, automated dump trucks, uh, you know, mining operations. Um, so it's the really the, the combination of uh, available technology, um, combining it with our IMU expertise and our uh, inertial navigation solution algorithms um, that brought that market to bear and originally was brought to bear using the ISO 26262 asil B designation, which is really a superset of the ISO 13849 um, safety uh, solutions. So we expect to also be adding in 2022 a, a dual antenna version of that product called the uh, INS 402, I believe, is what we've, we've decided to call it. Um, so, right now, our solution is really s- suitable for any kind of tracked or wheeled vehicle that moves linearly um, uh, in these applications. And then later this year, we'll have the dual antenna system, which will then enable the, the excavation excavator products that rotate in place. Um, Yeah.
1: Okay, all right, great. And so um, I think just kind of the last question I have um, is kind of maybe how you foresee guidance and navigation technology for autonomous systems maybe evolving in the coming years?
0: So there's there's a couple of trends that um, I think Will be happening. Uh, so RTK, real-time kinematic solution, relies on corrections to the GNSS system provided by um, base stations. So in North America, there are, are providers of base stations that have the um, have really North American continent covered, okay. um, and. There are other services available that are, are starting to build out in Europe and other parts uh, around the world. But, you know, I can see as um, as 5G gets deployed uh, around the world and really takes off that there will be other types of correction networks that will, will be based Uh, and delivered over 5G networks, which will really expand the coverage. You know, right now, if you have a construction site uh, and you need to use RTK and there is no RTK base station near or around you, Mm -hmm. it's it's incumbent upon you, uh, the OEM, or the the user of this equipment, to install a base station locally on site. Mm -hmm. Um, So in, in the coming years, I see first, the coverage really expanding um, by these service providers, uh, companies like Point One. Um, and then I also see you know, trends that there will be other ways to get that information uh, or uh, relevant information for doing the corrections to get down to that centimeter level of accuracy um, rolling out through 5G deployment, um, that gets going, really takes on. But, you know, really the trend is being driven by, as uh, I said earlier, the cost of the technology um, and availability of the technology, you know, primarily driven by the automotive market, but it, it, it benefits all. You know, the volumes in the automotive market can drive uh technology and cost down and as those technologies and costs come down, you know, other markets like construction and mining and uh in ag can take advantage of those lower costs and you know we're just gonna see a proliferation of of autonomous applications um, in these spaces mm-hmm. in coming years.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today and provide your insights into um, some of the technologies and trends you guys are seeing in guidance and navigation technologies.
0: My pleasure, Sarah. Thanks for thanks for having me.
1: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of OEM Industry Update. Thank you to James for providing his insights into where the industry is at with guidance and navigation technology and how it is being utilized for the creation of autonomous off-road equipment. And be sure to tune in for our future episode to stay up to date on our ever-changing industry.